0: Gentlemen, this is killing the business. More wine. This is your main event of the evening, the 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, Vic Muscat. We have international talent popping up all over the place these days, especially from slam wrestling. We have another slam official with us today, referee Aki with us today. How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing. That's so too bad, but you know, we talked about it before we start recording about the weather and everything, and is it just me, or has people become very like, I don't want to use the term pussies, but pussies when it comes to this weather, compared to when we were growing up, when it's like, if we had our boots on, we're lucky. Yeah,
1: you're, you're right there, uh, because like, we had our first snow of the year today here in Finland, and uh, we have this traditional chaos when the snow falls on the first times and people are still using tires that they use on summer times. So we have this term that the winter surprised the people with cars. And I guess there's a few crashes. I hope no one has died yet, but it's a bit of a complaint every time when it happens and, and the newspapers are all worried about it. And of course they are selling, selling you know, clicks and, and uh, you know, issues by that. But it's a every year tradition that, oh my God, Snow has arrived.
0: Oh my gosh, snow has arrived. And this could happen. It hasn't happened yet. But this could happen just for the clicks.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. So how, how did you get involved with professional wrestling? Was it something that you always wanted to do? Or did it just like fall in your lap one day?
1: Well, you know, uh, I'm from Finland. And we, in, uh, we Finns, we really do not know anything about professional wrestling as a nation. We are more like an ice hockey ice hockey nation. And and we have been quite successful in the past decade or so with that. But I'm born 1979, and I was uh, watching these, you know, uh, we called them Sky Channels in, in Finland. We already all, only had like three of our own channels back in the 80s. And I watched these channels that were broadcasted through, you know, uh, what would you say, antenna network. And there were these interesting programs of uh, Transformers in the Sunday mornings and and G.I. Joe Action Force, you know, Masters of the Universe and whatnot. But Saturdays, they had this weird sport of wrestling. And I remember my first first memory of wrestling is that it must be of Hulk Hogan because the characteristics of... Of the guy fits, and this uh, blonde dude was beating other guys up, and it was some, somewhat fantastical. So th- it was somewhere in the end of the eighties. I was ten or or nine or whatnot, and from there I got like really intrigued by this thing. Of course, I didn't know anything about it, how it is or how it was, and and then a few years forward, I saw wrestling again when when uh, this uh, local local channels started to broadcast WWF when it was uh, still called that. Raw and SmackDown and the Attitude Era was going on. And you know, it was, (laughs) I was a huge fan since then. And later I got lucky when I found out that Finland actually has pro wrestling companies and you know, I, I signed in as a referee 2016. That was the really short and, you know, Compressed version of everything. I could talk about this uh, like a long time. If you if you want to know, just ask ask away.
0: It seems like Finland wrestling is more like I don't know, it seems like American wrestling is known as you have to go all through this training and you have to like go through the grind compared to like slam wrestling, was more like like a happy place. It's like you want to be a professional wrestler, you have to do a little training, but it's a happy place. And it's promoted as a happy place. And American wrestling just seems to like, oh my God, too hard. Yeah, well, it
1: ain't easy here either. But it's all about building a positive atmosphere and and you know positive locker room and get everyone involved. I would I would wish that we would have more recruits coming because as I as I told you a few minutes ago, Finns really don't know anything about wrestling and. They are a bit suspicious about it because, um, as I I said also, we are all about ice hockey and we are a bit competitive. And and then when they hear about the nature of pro wrestling, they are like, what is this, this, this clown show or what? And, you know, when you try to explain and get people in through the door to the shows, it's a chore. And then after that, you would need to find the guys and the girls or women who to recruit to, you know, take part of your boot camp or your training, training school, and that is a bit hard. So we are always looking for new talents, but we are positively building a positive atmosphere there, and it should be about having fun. Of course, it's, it requires a lot of work, and, you know, it's a physical thing, as you know, you're, <laughs> and, well, we just need People with good attitudes and go get them spirit, you know?
0: Speaking about people with good attitudes, have the fans been acting different these days or the past between this year and last year? Because for why here around America, there's always an incident with the fans. A fan threw a headbutt at a wrestler, a fan threw a drinks at another female wrestler manager that the police were called. Are the fans losing their minds over there like they are here?
1: Nothing, nothing like that has been going on, on our shows. You know, our guys are, you know, the bad guys can rile the crowd up pretty good, but nothing like that has really happened. Of course, they are, they are loud and and vocal as they should be when they see something that, that even the referee <laughs> doesn't always see. But nothing, nothing crazy like that.
0: Yeah. So over there, it's considered more of like a theater than a sport. Like fans will go like boo and cheer, but they won't get, won't cross that line.
1: Yeah, yeah, they haven't got involved, which is a really good thing, and it's a safety thing for themselves uh, too, because of course the the wrestlers would protect themselves if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, fans seems to be more having a night out, enjoying their you know stay, and maybe having a few drinks and. Maybe if the bar is offering something to eat, they are eating while drinking and enjoying the art of professional wrestling that our, you know, wrestlers do so well.
0: Yeah, it just kind of, it breaks my heart to hear when the fan an incident with the fans. Also, it makes me mad because you have someone like me who's like, you know, a good wrestling fan that has, if so many fans would have done something negative towards you. After a while, you have a positive fan come on, and you don't know who's who. You don't know like someone like me, my what my potentials are. You know, and it could be I could be one of those assholes for you know. Like, do you yeah. think that fans, you know, perspective, you know, like how wrestlers look or look at fans' perspective changes after we hear stories.
1: Well, I, I I must say that Finnish fans are really respectful, happy, really respectful for the for the guys, for the women and the art that they are putting on. And of course, you know, these terms like heels and faces, the heels are riling the crowd up sometimes pretty good. I, I think Dulan is the kind of a guy who really pisses some people off, but still they have maintained the respectable distance. And I think in the end of the day, you can hate someone, you know, you can hate some some bad guy there, but you stay out of it. And I, I really appreciate the Finnish fans, although they are few numbers. their respect for the art and the fun of the whole show is great.
0: Do you think that's also a maturity uh, situation? Like American fans aren't as mature as Finnish, Finnish fans? Uh, I don't...
1: I wouldn't say that but I think the well uh my friend uh is married with an uh, you know American American woman which is uh, it's a great thing and and uh, uh, she's a great girl. but uh when we talk about the societies it seems like the American society has more like a division amongst themselves and I think all of this you know the plague that has been going on few years have been really stretching people's, um, you know, endurances mentally and and sometimes I mean physically too. And people are bound to get pissed off more because the social media these days is quite polarizing and all of that kind of stuff that we hear these days from the backstage. They have as I'm think I think you have also noticed that they are actually driving. The fans between different companies also, uh, you know, against each other somehow. This kind of like a war between WWE and AEW that is allegedly going on. Uh, and people take sides, have been part of the conversation groups in Facebook or Twitter, and they are quite passionate. And I think sometimes people just do stupid things in the heat of the moment and they are a bit too passionate sometimes, maybe, and they get carried away. I wouldn't say it's a mature, mature thing that Finns are more mature than Americans. I think it's just a different kind of a culture. And you guys there have a lot more history with professional wrestling and we don't really.
0: Yeah, but you got to agree. It's about professional wrestling. It's not about WWE or AEW. It's about the sport, not the company. It's like when NXT announced they were gonna have a pay per view on the same night as Ring of Honor, and there was little rumors about how they did it purposely to go head to head with Ring of Honor. I was like, you know what? I'm busy that day. I am not gonna pick a side. I'm not gonna pick an event. I'm not gonna get into this.
1: Well, uh, more power to you, and I think that's a that's a good attitude, good good attitude to have. It's not. It shouldn't be about the company. It should be about you know why why can't we all just enjoy the I guess somebody calls it a product, but the art of professional wrestling, as I, I want to call it. And of course, the different companies have different styles, but things are getting way more polarized now because of the social media era. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's a nice shirt behind you, by the way. Oh, uh, sh- shirt, you mean? That's a nice shirt behind you. It looks so oh, clean. Yeah. It looks so no, nice, <laughs> this shirt, but, you know, it's still a very nice shirt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about the first time you ever refereed a match. Was it a complete shit show, or were well, you really scared?
1: I was scared, like <laughs> you fucking shitless. You know, I was so nervous that I don't fuck anything up for the for the you know wrestlers, and I know exactly what to do. and And I had a good good like crowns uh, of going there. We had been trained with the company that I started, the FCF Wrestling, which was then uh, you know run by the same guy who now run slam and you know that's a whole different story but uh, me and Dylan who now is a wrestler and who was part of the show started 2016 training it was somewhere February and we debuted on the show already on the end of the May of course we didn't have like a really like a higher card match but it was a uh, (laughs) test by fire trial by fire I guess is the term to call it and I was so scared I didn't I didn't mess anything up and I I'm, I'm really happy about it that I I didn't and that the trial by fire went successfully but let me tell you I haven't sweat so much by just doing nothing by standing and like uh, seeing the you know minutes going before the you know I would have to be in the ring and ring the bell
0: Yeah that had a been do you ever have that issue? I've talked to many wrestlers before that before you're out back, you're about to go to the ring to be a referee or wrestle wrestler or whatever like that, and right before you hit the ring, you gotta pee. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you gotta pee. It's like, no matter if you could pee before, like 20 minutes before you're supposed to go on, still, that 60 seconds before you go on, it's like, you gotta go again.
1: It's a, It's a weirdest thing, isn't it? Like, You've heard that to happen and that, that happens with me too. I, I try to make sure that, you know, all those things are taken care of. And as you said, just before you need to go, you feel like, I guess you need to go again, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a weird thing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then you just, you just, you know, suck it up, go to the ring and do the business and, you know, be professional about it, but straight to the bathroom
0: from the, from the ring. So what's something you wish you knew back then during your first like couple of months of being a referee that you know right now?
1: Well, I wish I could have known that I can be a bit more relaxed you know that things are things are going fine. I wish I would have known that you know i I guess I knew, but I really didn't knew because I didn't have the experience that what what authority authority to you actually possess there, that you are the one who calls the shots, uh the rule-wise. You say when the bell is rung, of course, you have a great responsibility there from the rule perspective, everything goes fine. And of course, the security device, as you, as you might know, that we are also the people there who are first seeing if something goes down and we need to make the right call security-wise. But those are probably the main things that, you know, if I could go back and and reassure me back in 2016 that you can relax a bit more, and you actually got this thing, and nothing happens before you do this, so don't worry about it, things are fine. That that might have been that's not too radical, nothing to uh, make tabloids about. But those were the major, majority maturity of those few things that I I would like to tell myself.
0: Do you think referees get a bad rap? Because people like look at them and be like, "Oh, they only count make the counts, and that's it. they don't understand the whole what a referee actually does during a match,
1: yeah, I think i I wouldn't say that it's a bad rap, but people just don't like know or understand i i'm I'm not sure if they need to know, but as you pointed out, there is much more than just you know one, two, three, okay, get, you got it. you need to actually really know the rules. You need to know what the promotion wants to enforce because, of course, based on the different promotions, you know, Ring of Honor has their own set of like uh, specific rules in the certain matches, how they they play along with it. Um, you probably watch New Japan too. The counts when you go outside of the ring are different than what we're used to in Western or American wrestling. Uh, those are things that you really need to know what the promoter wants out of you. Of course, there's the one, two, three count. But then uh, the communication, which you sometimes have to do with the the gorilla position, you know, you might have an earpiece, you might be, if you're televised, or as we are doing these, you know, sort of pay-per-views with Slam Wrestling Finland, they need to uh follow a certain model because we have airtime only so much the referee might be in charge of some things when the matches start you know and when there are time limits you need to understand what those time limits are as as you know 60 minute time limit 20 minute time limit 30 minute time limit or whatever the match might have and the security aspect you need to also know where where the you know first aid kits are and let me tell you, it has been a few times when our friend Dulan, the backbreaker Proda, who comes, uh, comes to the ring with his drink, usually ends up spilling it deliberately, I might add, all over the ring. And then, of course, you are there and you need to fucking clean that shit up before the match starts, because slippery is dangerous, as I pointed out, the security aspects of things. So there are there are many things that you actually need to know, need to do. You contact the guys before the show starts. You know you need to have a bit of a feel how the people are, and sometimes, uh, again, depending on the promotions, uh, the referees might be in charge of the rings and 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 whatnot. So the the field of the things that you need to do is far more than put on the striped shirt, black black pants, black shoes, go in the ring and ring the bell and count to three.
0: And if you're a slam wrestler and referee, you have to learn how to p- put Dylan, the backbreaker, in his place.
1: Yeah, definitely. That guy is a handful, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> He's been That's on true. the show before. He seemed cool. Uh, uh,
1: uh, tell me again.
0: He's been on the show before. He seemed cool to me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that, again, you know, it could just be like you know two dogs sniffing each other out or are just assholes. Mm-hmm. It could be That's that right. Small. so what's the most brutal match you had to be official on
1: well uh okay um it it was a quite bloody match uh it was the rebel Starbuck uh having a match in porvo and he was Wrestling George Kukas from Germany, and they were. I think it was a title match. Uh, I'm. Uh, don't hang me or shoot me in the morning if I, if I'm wrong here, Starbuck. But it happened 2021. We had our break of shows when the the COVID had a bit given up and we could do shows. We had this outdoor show in this bar at Porvo, and it was the main event, and the show was for. the <laughs> for the every age, of course, but Kukas beat Starbuck up so bad in the in the match that it was, a, it was like a river of blood, like a sea of blood in the ring. Mm-hmm. Everything was red from the blood. My, my referee shirt was all bloody. Of course, Buck came on the top at the end of the match and defended his position in Finland and won the match. I counted one, two, three there, but let me tell you, I have never seen so much blood live, and the audience was <laughs> somewhere disgusted, somewhere appalled, somewhere loving it. It was a good wrestling crowd, but yeah, the crimson mask was pretty impressive.
0: So, if you could have any, if you could stop anything. With, it doesn't have to be slam wrestling. It could be like any promotion. Just, just think to yourself as wrestling in general. If you can stop one thing that goes on in wrestling, but yet start something in its place, what would it be?
1: Stop something and start something with its place. Was yes, that sir. the question?
0: Yes, this question.
1: Well, uh, okay. If I could stop something, and this is like, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything specific. Promotions or whatever. And this is not like a business thing that goes on in the ring or anything, if I may. Uh, This would be the, the ill will towards the other promotions, between the promotions, bad blood, petty quarrels, whatever you may call them. And I would wish that people in the business, whatever, you know, you are doing it to Make money and and uh, be pr- prosperous, or just as a you know weekend thing and uh, having something to fun to do, or whatever would like actually appreciate the art itself, and appreciate the artist and and the company. So this kind of like a toxicity. If you this is a popular word these days, I don't mean like a. Toxic masculinity or anything like that—I don't believe in in such things. But I mean, like a toxic, um, venomous uh, behavior and an ill will between the companies. And I I know this goes on between the fans too. In in a big world, and I I've seen it uh, from the other podcasts and and you know I guess the dirt sheets. I don't know if they're if ever they're true, but but these kind of people would come together uh, for the business for the art and for the artist, and of course for the fans, because if, you know, why can't we all just get along if the business is doing well, the companies are doing well, the fans are doing well, the guys and the girls in the business are doing well. Maybe I would like to stop the negative things and put more positive things for it. I'm not sure if I answered your question or, but that's that's what I, like, figured.
0: No, you're right. I believe that, like I mentioned before, it's professional wrestling. It's not just, you know... And if I, I have no problem with the debate. I got no problem if someone says, like, hey, you know, WWE or AEW standards are this, da-da-da. Or if they're like, hey, you're wrong. And after I show where I got my information from, they get debunked that all they want. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'm not perfect. But some people get so offensive when you just challenge them. It's like when the names start calling. When the names start start calling, that's when I. That's when I'm like, all right, the gloves are off.
1: Yeah, I no, I, I agree with you totally. Like, we should have a debate. We should have, even uh, I guess, loud opinionated. You know, like you know, opinions. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, English is not my well, that's my that's like a na- native language, but uh, I, I mean that we should have like a even loud opinions about it. We should debate on it because. In a way, then you know maybe we understand more that what the other person is meaning and saying, and yeah maybe maybe in some maybe some lamp goes on in my head and I figure out something new, and I can use it somehow to make my my work better or enjoy a new product in a new way that I wasn't able to appreciate it, but when it goes to past certain level, there becomes like uh as you said a, like a name and name calling or whatever goes to personal level or even the companies start to uh deliberately attack other businesses maybe behind other people's backs or whatever then that's that's not cool but we should disagree when the level of debate is healthy and it actually produces something new and that can even bring people together in a positive way.
0: Yeah, I mean, just people are so touchy these days. It's when I heard this morning, this the announcement was made yesterday. I heard about this this morning because it shows how much I care. I heard that Trump said he's going to run for presidency for 2024, <laughs> and I was just like, "Here we go again." Because I remember yeah. the first time around, you know, the back and forth. I had family members that say like, "If you aren't this side, you know." I think both sides are crazy. That's why I decided, both sides are just like messed. But if you're not on a certain side, it's you're the asshole. Which I think is very wrong. It feels like that no one can have their own opinion anymore.
1: Yeah, isn't it like isn't it crazy that you have to be for or against if you're agreeing with these guys, you must be, you know, against these guys. It's either black or white. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, you, know, you know we can't be our each individual anymore. Yeah, and and uh, as I guess we already
1: spoke, but the conversation and healthy debate can actually open new views and new ideas to people and bring people together, Make I things better so. too. I mean,
0: uh, you want to say hi again? You can say hi again.
1: Hello, think, hello.
0: My afternoon co-host. <laughs> No, I learned one thing about um, with this podcast in general. I talked to someone back; uh, he was an independent wrestling of Illinois promoter named Willard Price, hardcore Republican. I mean, you say anything about you know the Republicans, and how dare you? So I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a fun episode, you know, someone like that because I don't like things getting shoved down my throat. You can tell your opinion, but if you're like, it has to be this way, I'm gonna push back. So well, I, had, I had him on, and it was a very nice episode, and I brought the end saying, like, politically, we have two different point of views, but instead of saying, you know, fuck off, we go, like, we say, we're like, you know what, let's talk wrestling, and we had a nice conversation, he's been on the show three times, you know, we just talked professional wrestling.
1: Hey, that's actually a really nice to hear, and uh, I think you are making a good point there. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you didn't know making it, or or you did deliberately. But is shouldn't wrestling be something that would be able to bring people together? Like, f- fuck the political points of view, fuck all these like uh, sensitive politics and whatever you call it these days, woke or but I don't know, like whatever. Or, or, you know, they are Republicans or Democrats or here, you know, our Keskusta, Kokoomus, whatever parties we have here, SDP, or, you know, wars in the world, but when when people are like next beside the, the wrestling, aside of wrestling, like next to wrestling is what I'm saying, that, that should be something that can bring people together. Maybe there's a debate, maybe you don't like this person, maybe you don't like that person, you love this uh, wrestler, whatever, but that should like be the positive force in the world somehow. Maybe I'm just a naive or ideologist, but I, I, I think that the politics and all that kind of political controversy or division should be left to the door when we're talking about professional wrestling and wrestling as an art form, as an entertaining Time and uh, you know, show should be about fun and bringing people together.
0: Absolutely agree. I mean, it's, it could be, I mean, all right, let's say you don't like AEW, you're 100% WWE, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like WWE. So, you're telling me there's not all right, we we have we butt heads during WWE and AEW, but what about other promotions? We can't talk about other promotions that we both like. No, right away, it's just like you don't. It's like they sweat the throne and toss the body aside. They don't care about you know we might have interest in Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor, or or Slams Wrestling. It's like nope. If you're nodding with the top dogs, which to me WWE is different than AEW anyways, because WWE is more sports entertainment and AEW is professional wrestling. Nothing wrong with that, but I feel like they're two different things.
1: Yeah, you're definitely right right there, but this is this is one of the most polarizing things that I actually uh, have come across when I'm going through the social media. I, I listen a lot of like a wrestling podcast myself, you know, I'm not sure if it's cool to drop some names here, Go because, ahead. yeah, well, okay, I'm, I'm listening to JD from New York, I'm not sure if you know about it, the guy is fucking animated, he, he's getting pissed, he is opinionated, I, I like it, he pushes the envelope, but you don't really have to hate anyone while doing that which brings me to your point about the WWE AEW there is impact yes and i hope ring of honor in the future too of course it's owned by tony khan from AEW so is it uh, you know is it going to be a bit like an artificial separation like what they tried with raw and smackdown back in the day when they couldn't relaunch uh, WCW. i don't know but yeah one of my great loves in a professional wrestling scene and the companies is new Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. Not enough people talk about them.
0: (laughs) Like around where I live, it's mostly just WWE. That's all there is. That's why I started the show, but it's just yeah, like new Japan. I watched new, don't watch as much as I used to, but you know, I, you know, it's getting up four in the morning for pay-per-views. It's a little much, but you know, it's, but I, I have no problem with their work. They do excellent work. I heard they, they do women title the to debut, which is a big step for New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah, New Japan is New Japan is great, and they do magnificent work. As you said, I have the same thing too. I somehow have now fallen behind what what goes on there, meaning that I haven't watched it so much. But but like it was for me the greatest thing ever, and you know seen Bret Hart's, which is Bret Hart is phenomenal, like a phenomenal professional wrestler, but I'm I'm just like setting this thing up here, the greatest match, at least in the modern era that I have ever witnessed, or the greatest feud was between Katsutsuka Okada and Kenny Omega when he still was was in, you know, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, And, and I really started to watch New Japan somewhere 2016, like, really got into it, of course, first, like, I have been used to WWE's production style. Uh, New Japan felt more real, more gritty, and it was a bit weird at first, but then when I got into it, you know, the best thing I have ever seen. In New Japan pro wrestling, Japanese wrestling, amazing, just amazing, and then when the, the saga of Okada and Omega happened, it was just, like, nothing has been able to top that since. And, you know, I follow AEW on daily or weekly basis, I mean, and, you know, even impact sometimes. And yeah, I don't really follow WWE and nothing wrong if you guys out there follow that too. Sorry. I, I get on these rants sometimes, but I'm just, I just wanted to, you know, uh, uh, testify my, you know, uh, love for Japanese wrestling
0: okada and Mega though, they were able to do like over 60 minute matches and it was they were good matches. Like sometimes you know, just sometimes you have a 60-minute match and there'll be too many word down holes and it's like you get bored, but those matches, I didn't even get up again coffee or anything like that. I remember it was coffee at the time because it was in the morning. Not, not, if I say gotten a beer, that'd be well we're drinking <laughs> six in the morning. But um no, you could not. You could not leave that match because they were just going at each other, at each other, at each other.
1: Yeah, and and the the story in that like whole whole like a saga of their their confrontations, and then that uh, sixty minutes plus match. Holy shit! Two guys on top of their game. You know, like how the story progressed in that match. The guys got like. You know, like more worn, more more tired. You know, Ogara's doing the rainmaker. Omega is so tired that he can't stand up and just falls and the you know clothesline comes oh, oh god, I'm getting goosebumps now when I think the, about the
0: it. Match he gives the clip, me and he's crawling over to pin yeah. Omega, but then the time limit expired. Oh the, god. The first one was like a classic forty five minute banger. And then this third one, which was over a little over an hour, that was just such... It reminded me a lot of Steamboat Flair back in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, they mm-hmm. had long matches and they were really good. I mean, it brought back a lot of my childhood, actually, what wrestling was supposed to
1: be. Yeah, yeah. Like, where do you see that kind of stuff anymore? Like, with these current promotions that we are actually able to watch somehow through, through streaming services or what? Like, I have... I have never seen that kind of stuff in a modern modern era if we call this a modern era
0: because we call this era something but you know it's, <laughs> no you're, you're right you're right that's what I mean I just, New Japan Wrestling Boys have a special place in my heart that's all I can say
1: yeah you and me you and me
0: both so tell us about your podcast they talk
1: right so uh I guess we're on the season four now. We started this podcast, They Talk. By the way, They Talk online on YouTube. Go on and check it. We don't have enough subscribers or viewers. But we started it like 2019, I think, with Dylan Proda, the guy who we've been mentioning a few times here. And we did a few seasons with him. And then I I did a bunch of episodes with Alexandra, uh, my girlfriend and now I'm uh, been dropping episodes where I'm like just doing them solo and the episode lengths have been like all from 1 hour to even 5 minutes depends on the subject and the subjects have been varied and it's the the show has progressed and and I guess developed and you know mutated if you will as the monsters usually do so um they have been changed the first episode we ever did was from Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> review. And and then we have had episodes about, you know, conspiracy theories that actually have been proven to be true. We're not like tinfoil hat people, so don't worry about that. Uh, we have uh, historical episodes and we have a uh, strange phenoms. We have a lot of Finnish folklore there uh, about ghosts and goblins, demons and superstitions and, and all kinds of that kind of stuff and we have done some episodes also about Ukraine war just to you know research that thing of our for ourselves for our own interest and then of course to spread some knowledge but we don't like to get more too political there because it's supposed to be about interests and fun.
0: Yeah so your show is just pretty much about this show it's like whatever you're feeling that day.
1: Yeah I guess I guess you're correct and uh, when when you think about YouTube algorithms and, and Google algorithm that's one thing that apparently hurts us that we are not consistent with one subject but you know we like to talk what we like to talk and it's not to be successful and make money it's about having fun
0: yeah but a Chris Jericho his show is the same way he talks about whatever he wants to talk about yeah that's, that's true but I
1: guess <laughs> me and me and Chris Jericho we have a bit Different kind of like a, you know, status of celebrity. So uh, I can't draw people to watch it. And not saying that the Chris Jericho show would be bad. It's it's great. I, I listen to it myself. Talk is Jericho is good. But you know he can have reach more people than I do or we do.
0: Yeah, but that's uh, that's overrated.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's, that's overrated. It's all about having fun.
1: It's all about having fun.
0: So if professional wrestling never existed, what would you be doing? I'd like,
1: this isn't my day job. So I guess I would be doing my day job and, uh, yeah, I work for the Finnish army, not going too much in the details these times about it, you know, I strong, uh, feel strongly about, you know, defending the nation and, and, you know, respecting our veterans from the second world war, which my grandfather was one of them, God rest his soul. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, because professional wrestling, when it came to my life, it came on an opportune moment. I was a bit, you know, I guess a bit down and I wanted something new. And I started to think about wrestling and, and this is 2015-2016. And I, I went to this show because I found out that, holy shit, fin- Finland actually have wrestling company. So I went to what? To, you know, be a, a fan watched the show, enjoyed it, and then I googled them and like, what the hell, I just, you know, sent them an email that if they would have something to do, I could be a, you know, referee, I always loved, you know, referees also in the wrestling, Uh, you know, Mike Giordi is is a great one, I I love Paul Turner, of course, Air Hebner and whatnot, so I I had respect for the referees, but, you know, I, I sent them an email and and they responded so they came on the perfect time to my life uh, res- uh professional wrestling in this capacity i mean so i don't know what i would be doing i hope i wouldn't be playing ice hockey <laughs> i i doubt it maybe i would be just doing podcast i don't know
0: what do you see yourself in 5 years
1: well damn in 5 years i'm 48 so i s- hope i still can do the refereeing thing i mean i I hope I have my health. I hope in five years I have been able to travel a bit uh because of wrestling. Maybe got myself into England and uh referee a few matches there or somewhere in the Europe. Uh, Sweden are uh lovely Western neighbor would be a great place to visit also. Mainly in wrestling wise, I wish I have uh, I I hope I have uh, way more matches under my belt in five years, and I have been able to do some gigs abroad.
0: What's coming up for you? Well, what
1: would be coming up for me would be this weekend, Slam Wrestling Lights Out event at Porvo. But unfortunately, I'm injured. (laughs) So I can't go there and referee. Uh, There is something, you know, my lower back is a bit... Uh, a bit sore, and it's not uh, advisable, according to my doctors, to do nothing too radical now. So, yeah, what's coming up to
0: take care of hmm? yourself in your forties?
1: Yeah, yeah. Tell me so about it. 40s, like...
0: like, oh, I'm fine. Just a little icy high. No, these, you hit 40s, yeah, forties. Yeah, yeah. What actually? What's in your body?
1: Yeah, you're too too right there. These kinds of things didn't used to happen, but now when I hit forty three this year, you know. I guess I need to go to the eye doctor to get glasses, which by the way, fans fans always point out to me because apparently I don't see everything that, for example, our dear friend Dylan Broda is doing in the ring. I don't have uh, eyes on my back whatever. But yeah, I would be going on that Lights Out show, which we have actually a few guys coming from America. Jake Oman, for one, who is holding a wrestling seminar in Porvo on this Friday. So... If you are in Finland and watching this before Friday, contact Slam Wrestling and get yourself into the wrestling seminar. There's some valuable lessons to be had. And, and on Saturday, Slam Wrestling is having lights out on Porvo. But uh, other than that, I hope that we are getting uh, at least one show before the year ends and then start with a bang, the new year, 2023.
0: And where can people find you know, online so they can get all the up? to date information.
1: Yeah, so I would suggest people to go check our magnificent podcast, they talk. So they talk online uh, on YouTube, of course, on Facebook, the same thing, and Instagram, they talk online. And, and my own referee Instagram is at refereemaki, at refereemaki on Instagram. And that's the place where you can follow me and on Twitter too, at referee Mackie on Twitter, I might drop something from Slam Wrestling on my or my Tum sessions or just you know wrestling in general.
0: Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on. Spen, I've been looking forward for this for this interview for a while. I'm glad we finally able to do it.
1: Oh, we're in the end already. I guess 40 minutes passed. We hey, uh, we should do this again.
0: Oh, definitely! I'm trying to get a bunch of you referees on on one show.
1: Yeah, I heard. I heard. Like all of the people here from Finland, from Slam Wrestling, that would be awesome. Maybe we need to make that happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially afternoon recordings for me, evenings for you. It's, <laughs> I, 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 um, I just keep on saying, just give me an afternoon. I'm usually yeah. around. My thumbs. Just give me an yeah. afternoon.
1: Well, we need to get our calendars straight. So, uh, I mean, like us uh, people here in Finland too, so we can, we can find out. Let's hope that we can do it at least in the beginning of the next year, if, if not earlier.
0: Yeah, I'm up for that. But thank you very much for coming on. I wish you luck of your recovery and everything.
1: Thank you, sir. Have a-
0: can- yeah. Thank you for everyone who was in and watched this episode. This is Killing the Business Worldwide. And we are out. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Take care.
1: Take care.